The views, opinions, and findings contained in this podcast are those of the host and subject matter experts. They should not be construed as official Department of Defense positions, policies, or decisions unless designated by other official documentation. Welcome to Clinical Updates in Brain Injury Science Today, or CUBIST, a bi-weekly podcast for healthcare providers about current research on traumatic brain injury, also known as TBI. This program is produced by the Defense and Veterans Brain Injury Center, otherwise known as DIVBIC, and I'm your host, Inbal Eschel, a speech-language pathologist here at DIVBIC. As a provider myself, I know how hard it is to stay on top of the literature while managing a full patient schedule. So we're doing the work for you, highlighting current TBI research that can help inform your practice in the time it takes you to walk from your clinic to the hospital. In today's episode, I'll be talking with Dr. Don Marion. Dr. Marion is a neurosurgeon and senior clinical consultant at DivBIC. In today's episode, Don and I will be discussing NCATs, or neurocognitive assessment tests. All right. Welcome, Don. So what are we going to learn about today? Hi, Edvald. Uh, so, yeah, today I'd like to talk about two recent studies, one that was done in 2013 and the second done or published last month about computerized neurocognitive assessment tools or batteries. Both of these uh, articles were authored by uh, Dr. Wesley Cole and produced out of Fort Bragg in North Carolina. Excellent. Yeah. So so tell us, what are NCATs, actually, before we get into the, the meat of it? Sure. Very simply, NCATs are, are computerized neurocognitive assessment tools. They're cognitive tests that are administered by a laptop uh, computer. There's slight differences between the various commercially available tests. Four that we'll be talking about are the ANAM, the CNS Vital Signs, the COG State and the impact, impact being probably the most popular in the civilian world and used uh, at a lot of high schools and in the NFL and NCAA. But basically, these are, as I said, laptop-administered tests, take approximately 10 to 15 minutes in ball, and really a combination of some subtests, some memory tests, some math tests, but the most robust of those is reaction time tests. Excellent. That's really, really helpful, because I think that term gets thrown around a lot, and, and we don't always know quite exactly what it's referring to. So before we get into the, the details, what is the bottom line up front? Like what are these, what are the findings of these two articles that you really want to highlight today? Sure. So so Dr. Cole looked at basically three things. He, he asked, what's the likelihood that if I, I take the test today and I take it again 30 days from now, my results will be similar, assuming I haven't had a head injury in between. Are there any important differences that we should know about between those four tests or, or any of these commercially available tests. And finally, how do, how do these tests perform compared to traditional pencil and paper tests like the Wexler tests or, or symbol digit or those kind of things? And so what he found was that test retest reliability or the likelihood that the results of your test will be the same today as they were as they're going to be three thirty days from now it's only fair it's it's not in that high range that clinicians would like to see see it in in making clinical decisions. The second thing is is one of these tests like the impact or am do do one of them stand out as much better than the others and the answer to that is no they they're all very similar and finally. 
what about validity? What about how they perform compared to conventional pencil and paper tests? And performance wasn't great in Ball. It was, it was less, I think, than desired for clinical decision-making again. Ultimately, what the investigators, what Dr. Cole and his team concluded was that maybe the comparison wasn't a good comparison. Maybe, you know, we should take NCATs or neurocognitive assessment tools for what they are, which is basically a test of reaction time mostly, and it's not a fair comparison with a pencil and paper test. Yeah, it certainly it certainly sounds that way, especially if the key measure is one of reaction time. And there are, of course, as we know, a whole host of other cognitive domains that, that are quite important to capture um, post-concussively. So I guess my next question is, do we trust these findings? Do these seem reasonable to you? Yes, I think we do. And and the reason I say that is because I think the tests were these two studies that I referred to that Dr. Cole did were very good studies. There were prospective studies with a relatively large number of service members enrolled in each of the studies. Approximately in the test re- retest reliability study, they started out with about 419 service members and then 215 returned for the 30-day follow-up. So that was a pretty robust study. In the second study, the validity study that was just published last month, they enrolled 231 service members who were within seven days of a concussion and compared those results with 272 control service members who had not had a concussion. And just just for example, to show how these tests were not as good as the traditional battery or pencil and paper tests, they really didn't show any significant difference in outcomes for the group that had a concussion seven within the last seven days versus the group that didn't have a concussion or the controls. The the results of the NCATs were pretty similar, actually. Wow. Yes. So I feel like that's a that's a pretty uh, potentially a heavy implication for those providers out there who are getting these results oftentimes in their patients and trying to analyze them. So given that this whole discussion that we just had, what are the key implications for the providers out there? Probably the first and most important is that the NCATs, in other words, IMPACT or ANAM or COG state sport or, or CNS vital signs, should never be used as the sole diagnosis or diagnostic for a concussion. In other words, you should never see one of the uh, an athlete, for example, in your office give this test and base your base your judgment on whether or not to diagnose concussion solely on the NCAT. Okay, so it's essentially potentially one piece of the puzzle that really focuses primarily on reaction time, but there are uh, a whole host of other considerations to take into account when diagnosing a concussion. Correct. And, you know, I don't want to downplay the utility in, in saying all these things. I mean, I, I, I will tell you, involved that, that in Afghanistan, the People or the, the physical therapists, occupational therapists who staffed the concussion care centers found them pretty useful actually in following your recovery, following a concussion. So they would get a, an initial ANAM and repeat it in two or three days, then maybe a third time after a week or so. And that would help them in following your reaction time and some of the other subtests, that would help them decide when they were comfortable letting you return to duty. Excellent. So, so of course, this is not to say that there are not, you, you know, useful implications for NCATs, but just that we do need to be mindful of, of some of those results that we highlighted earlier. All right. Well, that is all we have time for today. We very much hope that you enjoyed this quick literature update. You can stay up to date on future episodes by subscribing to Cubist on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
If you have any questions about this podcast or about DivBig products or programs, or if you have feedback for us, please feel free to email us at info at divbig.org. That's info at divbig.org. Cubist is produced and edited by Terry Welch and Deborah Balin and is hosted by me, Inbal Eschel. It's a product of the Defense and Veterans Brain Injury Center, commanded by Army Colonel Jeffrey Grammer and the Defense Centers of Excellence for Psychological Health and Traumatic Brain Injury, commanded by Navy Captain Mike Colston. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with Dr. Ann Bunner to explore TBI research that's received significant media attention. Thanks again. Thanks again.